your neighborhood right now? Is it bright with all kinds of lights? Are there all kinds of inflatable Christmas scene characters outside on the lawn? Is your neighborhood filled with Amazon trucks and FedEx trucks and UPS trucks? Have you done everything you need to be ready for the celebration of Christmas? This is our Advent sermon series, People Get Ready. But when we talk about getting ready in this series, we're not talking about shopping or decorating or cooking. No, we're talking about calling out to God. We're talking about hearing the promises. We're talking about preparing our hearts and our minds and our souls that we can truly celebrate the pure meaning of Christmas. And so last week, we just kind of threw up our hands, maybe I know I did, and said, that's it, I'm fed up. We heard the scriptures from people who were fed up, God's people clamoring that God would come down. And so we said, Lord, please come down here. We were crying out to be revived, restored, redeemed. And because we are people who have gospel eyes, we know that God did come down. And so what does it mean to us that God came down? It means we are loved. It means we are redeemed. It means that we have a path, a road, a highway towards love and a feeling of being comforted. Comforted. And so today's sermon is a path to comfort. And Isaiah chapter 40 begins, and in my Bible, the, the section is called, God's people are comforted. And so hear these words, comfort, O oh, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is, is paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. But a voice cries out, in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry out. And I said, what shall I cry? All people are grass. Their constancy is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades when the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades. But the word of our God will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up, do not fear, say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. See, the Lord God comes with might, and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him, and his recompense before him. In this last sentence, he will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom and gently lead the mother sheep. The psalmist also weighs in, Psalm 85, just a few verses. 
Show us your steadfast love, O God, and grant us your salvation. Let me hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace to his people, to his faithful, to those who turn to him in their hearts. Surely his salvation is at hand for those who fear him, that his glory may dwell in our land. Steadfast love and faithfulness will meet. Righteousness and peace will kiss each other. Faithfulness will spring up from the ground and righteousness will look down from the sky. The Lord will give what is good and our land will yield its increase. Righteousness will go before him and will make a path for his steps. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. And so we we hear in these texts words of a highway, words of a path. We hear in these texts that, yes, God will act. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather his lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom and gently lead the mother sheep. Yesterday morning, I was out at the Wisconsin Memorial Cemetery. We heard in the prayers of the people, prayers for the Plaster family. And in the magnificent chapel there, it was an immediate family-only funeral for Bob. Bob was a man of deep faith, and he passed peacefully knowing that he was soon to enter into the kingdom of heaven. You ever wonder what your last words will ever be to your loved ones or to your family, if you're lucky enough to actually plan that out? His last words to his children and grandchildren was simple. He said, don't ever lose your faith. Don't ever lose your faith. And he shared something that in that care during the final days, he for the first time in his 89 years of life realized that he was sharing his faith, that he was witnessing to to what a difference God has made in his own life to people beyond his own family. Even in the face of death, he was experiencing the kind of comfort God is speaking through the prophet Isaiah. The seeds of comfort and hope may take root in the soil of adversity when your life seems to be falling apart. Ask God to comfort you. Have you ever asked God for the simple gift of comfort? Now, you may not escape adversity, but you may find God's comfort as you face it. Sometimes... However, the only comfort we have is in the knowledge, a certain knowledge, that someday we will be with God. And so, friends, appreciate the comfort, encouragement found in God's word, in God's promises, in God's presence, and in God's people. The family was sharing just how thankful and blessed Bob felt, even in those final days. They talked about thin place experiences that Bob had where as he was preparing to transition to the other side to be born into eternity, he was catching glimpses. He saw the invitation to come and to be comforted throughout eternity. And so for people of faith, transitioning is not a scary thing. There is comfort in knowing that God's love is so great that God has prepared a place for us. Now, it's interesting. I already had 
finish most of the sermon. But, you know, at the funerals, they give you little cards that, that give the date of the person's life, and there's a little quote on there. And I don't know, Mary, if you can even zoom in on, on this, how close it is. But the card that was handed out to those who came is a picture of Jesus as the shepherd with a full flock of sheep, and he's carrying one that no doubt had stumbled and, and fallen behind. Shepherd imagery. The comfort of a love of a shepherd. Prophet Ezekiel says, I will give you a shepherd from the family of my servant, King David. All of you, both strong and weak, will have the same shepherd, and he will take good care of you. He will be your leader, and I will be your God. I, the Lord, have spoken. Shepherd. That famous psalm that we recite in almost every service of celebration of life, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need, and that is comforting. I like to read the devotions of Max Licato. I don't know how many of you out at home have ever read any of his devotional books, but he has one that he wrote, boy, probably 20 years ago. And, and it begins by him saying, Behold, a hero of the West. Who were the heroes of the West as Americans tell the story? The cowboy. He roars, he rears his horse to a stop on the rim of a canyon. He shifts his weight in his saddle, weary from the cattle trail. One finger pushes his hat up on his head. One jerk of the kerchief reveals a sun-leathered face. Rugged cowboy. A thousand head of cattle pass behind him. A thousand miles of trail lie before him. A thousand women would love to hold him, but none do, none will. He lives to drive cattle, and he drives cattle to live. He's honest in poker and quick with a gun, hard riding, slow talking. His best friend is his horse, and his strength is his grit, and he needs no one. He is a cowboy, the American hero, writes Max Licato. When I was growing up, this is a real confession, because a lot of boys don't do this. I played with dolls, and I don't know how many other little boys have played with dolls. They weren't really dolls, right? Because little boys don't want to call them dolls. We call them action figures, action figures. And I had uh, Johnny West was one of my action uh, figures, and he was about, almost a foot tall, probably completely unsafe for small children to play with. But I also had Black Bart, and I had, I had the whole Western village, and I used to love to, to, to play with those. I, I still, to this day, love to sit down and to watch an old John Wayne movie, an old Western movie. I just love that. Cowboys as heroes. Behold, said Locato, a hero, the cowboy. But Locato also says, behold, a hero in the Bible. And I think we all know where I'm going with this. Behold, a hero in the Bible, the shepherd. On the surface, he appears to be similar to the cowboy. He, too, is rugged. He, too, sleeps where the jackals howl and works where the wolves prowl. Never off duty, always alert. Like the cowboy, he makes his roof of the stars and the pasture his home. But, friends, we know that's where the similarities end. You see, there is a difference. A shepherd loves his sheep. It's not that cowboys don't like their, their cattle. It's just that they don't really get to know the animal. He doesn't even want to. Have you ever seen a picture of a cowboy caressing a cow? 
But have you ever seen a picture of a shepherd caring for a sheep, tenderly holding that sheep in his or her arms? Why is there a difference? Lakato comes to the conclusion it's simple. The cowboy leads the cow to slaughter. The shepherd leads the sheep to be shorn. The cowboy wants the meat of the cow. The shepherd wants the wool of the sheep. And so they treat the animals differently. The cowboy drives the cattle. The shepherd leads the sheep. A herd has a dozen of cowboys. Most flocks have but one shepherd. The cowboy wrestles, brands, herds, and ropes. But the shepherd leads, guides, feeds, and our shepherd anoints, anoints. The cowboys know the name of the trail hands, but the shepherd knows the names of the sheep, calls them by name. The cowboy hoops and hollers at the cows. The shepherd gently calls. And so, aren't we glad that at services of death and resurrection, services that celebrate life, aren't we glad that we don't have a card of a cowboy leading a cow to slaughter? I'm so glad that Jesus called himself the good shepherd and not the good cowboy. And yet, some people have been brought up to have a God image of God very much as the cowboy, driving us, punishing, and yet that's not the image the Bible gives us. The Bible gives us the image of the shepherd who knows the sheep by name and who lays down his life for them, a good shepherd who protects, provides, and possesses his sheep. And from the very beginning, Jesus understood his role as shepherd he understood what the prophets had been speaking about, and he, he, he lived his life in that role. Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 through 36 says, Jesus went to every town and village. He taught in their meeting places and preached the good news about God's kingdom. Jesus also healed every kind of disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he felt sorry for them. They were confused and helpless. And it says, like a sheep without a shepherd. But here comes Jesus, who says in his own words in John's gospel, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd gives up his life for the, his sheep. This was not an empty promise. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. That imagery of shepherd and sheep would have been very much something that the people of his day understood. It is estimated that perhaps more than 80% of anyone who ever heard Jesus' voice actually made their living off of the land. Many were shepherds. They lived out in the hills with the sheep. No flock ever gazed without a shepherd, and no shepherd was ever off duty. Now, sheep sometimes wander off, and when they wander off, the shepherd goes to find them leaving the 99 behind to get that one precious one. When a sheep is hurt, the shepherd does everything they can to mend them. And so when we're hurt, the love and the comfort that God provides is here to move us towards wholeness, to move us towards healing. Now, 
when Lakeda was writing this, he, he wrote something here. He said, sheep aren't smart. They tend to run, wander into running creeks of water, then their wool grows so heavy that they end up drowning. They need a shepherd to lead them to calm water. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Sheep have no natural defenses, no claws or horns or fangs. That's good, because that would be a really scary animal if that had it. They're helpless. Sheep need a shepherd with a rod, a walking stick to protect them. They have no sense of direction. They need, to, they need someone to lead them on the paths that are right. And brothers and sisters, young and old, we are a lot like sheep. We too need the shepherd because we tend to be swept away by waters that we really should have avoided. We have no defense against the evil lion who prowls about seeking who he might devour. We too get lost. And as the prophet Isaiah says, we have all wandered away like sheep. Each of us has gone our own way. We need a good shepherd to love us, to comfort us. We don't need a cowboy to hurt us. And the good news is we have one. We have one. The path to salvation, the path to, to pure comfort throughout eternity is there. And God seeks to have us, to shepherd us. We know that the Bible tells us that God draws near to the crushed in spirit. And some of us are feeling crushed right now. We have been given the one good shepherd. The shepherd, ironically, maybe as you could pick up from Miss Christie's message, this one shepherd was basically born in a first century barn with animals nearby. And among the very first to greet Emmanuel, God with us, were who? The shepherds who instantly worshiped the one true good shepherd. Comfort, oh comfort my people, says our God. And we know that this is going to come to complete culmination Revelation says this, I heard a loud voice shout from the throne, God's home is now with his people. He will live with them and they will be his own. Yes, God will make his home among his people. He will wipe all the tears from their eyes and there will be no more death, suffering, crying, or pain. These things of the past are gone forever. May it be so.